Hello everybody, welcome back to the Unscripted Life Podcast. I hope everybody is having a great night, day, month, year, weekend, whenever you are listening to this. Um, it is, what time is it? 10.58pm when I'm recording this podcast. So overtired right now. Um, but I'm so excited to film this podcast episode for you. I'm so passionate about this kind of stuff. Um, today we're going to be talking about, um, recreational therapy and what my job is and what I do for a living. Um, just because not a lot of people know what recreational therapy is and like what it includes and just kind of like the certifications I've had to obtain kind of what is on my resume um what I do on like a day-to-day basis um where I work um the people that I work with and um what kind of degree I graduated with so I'm really excited to talk about this Um, but first I just kind of wanted to update you on my life a little bit. Um, so within the past week, I honestly have been super productive. Um, I'll first start out with my books. I have been so active on my bookstagram. Um, if you don't follow it, you should go check it out. It's at Live Literature. Um, I have gained over a hundred followers, which I'm so excited about. But I've also been just super active about posting like how I rate my books, how um like I um posted some of my favorite 2022 books. I've continued to post um, some of my book reviews. I have recently gone to some of my local libraries. um, And it's just been super nice to have some time to actually go to the libraries and pick out the books from the stacks instead of just ordering them from the website and then going to like pick them up um, like their holds. Um, so, like, when I go to the library, I go on, like, my Goodreads list, and then I go and, like, find the author, and then I go through the stacks and then try to find the books, um, or a lot of the libraries, I've noticed, um, whether it's, like, a young adult book or, like, a nonfiction or a memoir or, um, like a, I think they call it just, like, a new book section, like, in the adult um, and I think they, like, maybe mix them all together. They have, like, a section for the new books, which is really nice, so they're not, like, searching through the stacks for every single book. Um, so I went to two local libraries recently, and I got some books that are on my TBR list, and I'm only trying to get books that are on my TBR list, so then when I finish that list I can add more books um and then I can you know read those and on Sunday I went to the book barn with my friend Delaney 
and I've been kind of collecting a lot of books from like the bookseller or savers and I've like read them or I thought I was going to read them or people have given them to me um, and they've just been like collecting dust on my bookshelf. So I got rid of 28 books, sad to say, um, but they have seen, you know, the light of day. They have collected dust um, and I brought them down to the book barn in Niantic and um, I got $20 in credit and then I also had a gift card. So I was able to get eight books that were on my TBR list, which was perfect. Um, and then we got lunch and we went to this like hole in the wall beach which was super pretty. The uh, weather was so nice. Um, took lots of Instagram pictures and obviously posted about it. I've also been super on my TikTok game um, with like posting day in the lives, book hauls, just like the slides of the pictures um, and then like other videos as well. Um, so that's also been another thing. Um, School-wise, I had to um, kind of reevaluate my education a little bit, but um, I will be starting school um, at Goodwin University um, starting in March. So I'm registered for two classes, humanities and then um, some sort of English medical literature class. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and then lately I've just kind of been working. Um, I've been going to yoga and getting back into that. So very just in tune with myself. Um, I haven't had a long to-do list at all. Um, you know, sometimes I've just kind of been sitting here and I'm like, what do I do with myself? Because I don't have anything to do. Um, and that's okay. So, you know, I think I've been very in tune with myself and I think for the first time in a while, I can finally say, I can finally say that, um, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what's been going on in my life. Um, so let's get in to the podcast episode. So first I'm going to kind of just go over what recreational therapy is um, and then I'll kind of go over what I had to do for my degree and then um, I'll go over um, what I do at work and um, I think that's pretty much like what would cover everything. Um, so there is like a universal, um, definition for recreational therapy and I'm going to read it because I don't obviously have this memorized. I don't go around just like telling people like, oh, I'm a recreational therapist and this is what I do. Um, but this is from the NCTRC website and that is the National Council for Therapeutic Recreation certification and there also is another um organization um that 
the recreational therapist follow, which is the ATRA, and that is the, um, oh, I can't think of the name. Um, that is the American Therapeutic Recreation Association. Um, and those two kind of work together, and those are the, um, like, recreational therapy, like, big, um, organizations, um, and both of them, you work with them, um, to get, like, certifications, you, um, can get, um, further education, there's resources, there's advocacy, um, there's CEU opportunities, um, there's seminars, there's just lots of good, um, like, education resources, um, and just things like that, and you can just learn a ton about, um, recreational therapy and just how beneficial it is. So, recreational therapy in, um, just kind of the larger scheme of things is a systematic process that utilizes recreation and other activity-based interventions to address the assessed needs of individuals with illnesses and or disabling conditions as a means to psychological and physical health, recovery, and well-being. So basically kind of just what this definition is saying is that when we have an individual, they could possibly have an illness or a disabling condition, or sometimes they may not. And we take a um, process um, and we create an intervention for them and we make sure that it applies to their psychological and physical health and they go through this recovery process. And it may not always be this formal. There are different kinds of um, environments that a um, recreational therapist can work in. Um, they can work in a psychiatric hospital. They can work in a um, hospital, just a regular hospital. They can work in a school. Um, they can work in a senior center, long-term care facility, assisted living, um, and they would have a different role depending on what kind of facility that they're working in. And the purpose of this uh, therapeutic recreation um, specialist is to continue to provide um, that intervention and those goals that are set through that process um, to help improve um, so that would be that disabling or that illness. Um, and you want to maintain their physical, cognitive, social, emotional, and spiritual functioning. And you want to make sure that that well-being is in, um, increasing. And you want to make sure that it is um, overall um, increasing their full participation in life. And you may not see this right away, but you do want to see that gradual increase. So you may see a recreational therapist continuing to make goals for that person and then doing an evaluation 
and then making another goal, doing an evaluation. It could be a gradual process. It's just like um, physical therapy. You know, you may not see a change for a really long time. It's not going to be like a surgery where it may be, you know, they're going to go in and they're going to fix it. There's going to be that recovery process. So there are um, a couple different ways that um, recreational therapy can be seen. Um, It can be done through arts and crafts, um, working with animals, sports, games, uh, movement, drama, music, um, and most importantly, community outings. Um, And the importance of doing this is to um, reduce depression, stress, anxiety, um, recover basic motor functioning, and reasoning abilities. So that is part of our um, cognitive and emotional um, part of our brain. Building confidence, so getting back to um, those skills that we were once able to do, and getting back to um, socializing. Um, so the different, you know, kinds of activities, those are going to look different depending on the kind of setting that, um, you know, a person is, um, the person is working in. So if you're in a hospital, a psychiatric hospital, um, somebody, you know, there may not be as many sports games going on. Um, there may not be, you know, as many community outings, um, or if you're in an assisted living, you know, there may be more dancing and movement because they offer, you know, Zumba classes in the morning, guided meditation at night, um, you know, music on the weekends. Um, at a senior center, they do arts and crafts um, throughout the day. Um, they do Scrabble in the morning, um, things like that. It just really depends on the facility um, and the space that they have. Um, and the different kinds of, um, you know, symptoms or the things that are going to be improving based on the kind of activities that are offered, it's going to look different for everybody. So when a recreational therapist first sees that client, they're going to do an initial interview or an initial assessment, and they're going to see how that person originally is. Then they're going to do their, um, you know, like halfway point and they're going to see, you know, the goals that they set, the interventions that they set, and they're going to see them at that halfway point. And then at the end, they do another, you know, interview, um, which is part of the discharge plan. And they're going to see how the person kind of, um, you know, gradually um, increased or, um, you know, is able to maintain their full life function. So are they able to um, maintain their stress levels? Do they have basic motor functioning back in their arm after they had a stroke? Are they able to, you know, count to 20 again? Are they able to have a conversation with the person next to them Um, after being in a traumatic event? Um, Are they able to, you know, engage in arts and crafts after, um, 
you know, not being able to recognize a different color. Um, being in group settings um, after being alone for some time after losing their loved one. Um, things like that. So um, with my degree that I have, um, I am, um, I do have a degree in recreational therapy. Um, it, it was a um, associates in science and I do have an RT after um, my name. And for this degree, I had to do a 250 hour internship to, um, to get my degree. And I also had to do a 150-hour internship. So in total, I have about 400 hours um, in experience um, working at the uh, senior center, working at a senior center. Um, and I also have experience working in a nursing home, which is just a little bit more um, patient-oriented and um, a little bit more hands-on. A lot of the people in a nursing home setting are going to be less able-bodied um, than those that come into a senior center. The people that work that um, are in a nursing home, they uh, typically, um, there's going to be a wing for short-term patients and there's going to be um, a wing for long-term patients. And you do assessments um, based on, you know, your system. So you figure out their interests, um, activities that you're going to invite them to, um, and things like that. A senior center, they come in um, sometimes when the senior center opens, and sometimes they may not leave until the senior center closes. They pick and choose the kind of programs that they would like to attend, Sometimes they are self-run, um, or sometimes they do have an instructor. Um, and during the um, time of my internship, I was also taking some classes um, at Manchester Community College. Um, and I was able to take um, introduction to... Um, leisure services, introduction to leisure and recreation services. Um, I took um, health and well-being. I took um, just a whole bunch of classes that taught me the importance of therapeutic recreation and what it is able to do for somebody um, based on the level that they're entering um, a facility and how to discharge them. Um, there is a specific way that you are supposed to, um, you know, follow, um, whether it is, you know, doing that assessment, um, doing that discharge plan, um, but it all depends on that facility that you are at. Um, so I was able to get my degree done in about 18 months. Um, but typically with that degree, um, it takes about two years. Um, and as a recreation, as a certified recreational therapist, um, it takes about four years. So I am only a rec, 
uh, I have a recreational therapist, um, an associate's degree, which is two years. So as a certified recreational therapist, you would have to get a bachelor's degree, which is four years, and you have to complete a 560-hour internship. So I only have an associate's degree, so that does not certify me. And I also am not choosing to take the exam, which would be um, part of the bachelor's degree and also the internship. Um, I'm uh, going to be taking my bachelor's degree in human services. And a human services degree is just going to open up um, the um, therapeutic recreation um, degree just a little bit more, um, and I think that I will really enjoy it. So just some examples of, um, some positions that I could possibly get in human services would be a social worker, a rehabilitation counselor, marriage and family therapist, and health educator. Um, so it's just a different, kind of um, degree, um, which I think is really, um, you know, cool. And it's the same thing as um, kind of a therapeutic uh, recreation specialist. Um, you still, you know, assess the client's needs, you still create that treatment plan, and you still put that plan into action. Um, it's still a lot of that emotional support you know, guiding them through that, um, making that plan and just ensuring that their, um, their life is, you know, being fulfilled. Um, being a certified recreational therapist, um, a lot of times people move higher up into, um, higher facilities, whether that's working in a psychiatric hospital, um, people tend to work more, um, into specialties. So they work with people with disabilities, um, brain injuries, um, and it's more clinical rather than the work that I am used to. But I'm definitely more open to, you know, continuing to learn more about it. Um, so just some of the certifications that I have um, on my resume. Um, I'm currently CPR, AED, um, and first aid certified, um, and I think that is a big thing that a lot of people should learn just in case, um, whether you're out and about and, um, you know, you see somebody choking or you see somebody on the ground, um, and you need, you know, save a life. Um, I am also dementia care certified. I was able to take a class during um, some time that I had uh, some free time during work. Um, it was a, a two-day session, and it was four hours uh, per day. And then you take a live exam. Um, I learned a lot through that course, um, and it definitely opened my eyes to how 
common a non-common disease is um, and how it's being treated and just some kind of um, the things that, you know, they're looking for in the future with, you know, the, the generation of baby boomers and just everything like that. Um, I'm definitely looking for um, some more trainings in the future um, because I have to continue uh, with my CEUs. Um, I have to keep up my dementia training. Um, I definitely, you know, want to keep up with my certifications and I am way, you know, I'm super open to any kind of certification um, to, you know, continue my education. So a typical work day um, in my life, you know, I get to work in the morning, um, check my email. Um, so Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays are when I have my groups. Um, on Mondays, I have a men and women's group. And they meet for about an hour. And those groups are typically um, walk-in groups. And I do like trivia, arts and crafts, um, you know, small manipulative activities. Um, because an hour is really not a long time when you think about it. Um, you know, when you plan for an hour, you want to make sure that you have a beginning and an end. You know, you always have an introduction and then you have a debrief. Um, that's the same for any activity that you plan. So, um, I always try to do like a more quick and, um, you know, just faster activity. So, I, you know, do like a trivia. Um, I try to match everything up with a national holiday of the month. Um, and, you know, that trivia could be, you know, a person's birthday that day, um, you know, a famous birthday that day. It could be, you know, a month trivia. It could be, um, you know, a arts and craft, you know, if it's a summer arts and craft, a fall arts and craft we could be learning about a science topic. We could be learning about um, a geography topic, things like that. Um, and I'll maybe, you know, do the same thing for the men, same thing for the women, or um, it's different. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a senior circle, um, which is typically um, just women right now. And it runs from 10 to 12. So it's a two-hour time block, and it's for those that are looking for more of a one-on-one, -on -one, smaller group. Um, so I always try to do an introduction and a debrief. Um, I always start with a warm-up, whether that's a word search, crossword, word scramble, um, fill in the blank, and I always match it to whatever we are doing that day or whatever theme we're doing. So, you know, if it's space, I'll do a space word scramble, space crossword, space word search, um, things like that. Um, and then because it's two hours, I always do a break in the middle. And I try to do a, um, you know, longer, um, longer activity, whether that's like a science experiment I'll include some videos with the arts and craft. 
uh, trivia with a video, um, a longer, um, you know, just longer activity that's more hands-on. We'll do a minute to win it. So there's different stations that they can go to. Um, we'll play a longer game. We'll do just things like that. And then whether um, it's a Wednesday or a Friday um, or I'm not in my groups, I'm planning. So this consists of creating a newsletter for my senior circle. Um, I always do a national holiday calendar. And the national holiday calendar helps me come up with my um, my activities. So if it's um, ice cream day, we'll do an ice cream social um, on that day. If it's on the Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday, or I'll, um, if that ice cream day falls on a Wednesday, we'll do it on the Tuesday or we'll do it on the Thursday. Or if I have something already planned that day, we'll do it a different day. Um, the newsletter also has everything lined out for that month on the calendar. I'll do a little spiel on um, the holiday of that month, whether it's St. Patrick's Day, 4th of July, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Thanksgiving. Um, I'll always include the almanac, so um, all about the month. So if it's the month of January... It'll say what the month means, the birthstone, the um, star sign, the folklore, things like that. Um, and then I always do a packet of activities that they can complete for the month. So it has a word search, a word scramble, word games, um, coloring. And then it always has the answer sheets in the back. And then they can compare answers. And this just keeps their mind busy when they're not at the senior center. Or they can work on it when they're at the senior center. Um, and then, you know, when I'm not, you know, working on that, I'm working on the next month. So I'll fill in the activity, what we're doing for the warm-up, the debrief, any housekeeping I need to fill in. Um, and I that's really it for the planning. Um... Sometimes I'll mark down, you know, whether somebody's going to an ice cream social that we're having at the senior center, um, whether they're going to a bingo, they're going to another event that we're having, they're taking the late bus, um, if they need to be put into our system for another activity, for an appointment, um, if they, you know, need to speak to somebody, if they're having lunch, um, and I like to keep, we are very um, informal at the senior center, so we don't have to do any of like the goals or the interventions, um, like at the psychiatric hospitals or the assisted livings or the, um, the nursing home. So I like to keep just little informal goals and I'll kind of just observe during the groups. Um, and I'll kind of let the person know, you know, whether or not they're meeting their goal or what they need to do. So somebody says, I want to, you know, work, you know, on my spelling more. Maybe I'll, you know, give them more word scrambles or 
Somebody says, I want to, you know, work on my spirituality. I'll give them meditations or I'll give them information about mindfulness. Just anything I can provide for my um, individuals in my groups or anybody at the senior center to give them, you know, fulfillment in their life. Um, if I'm not in my office, I'm, you know, working on the bulletin boards, making sure that everybody knows what's going on for the month. Um, the bulletin boards are all themed based on the month or the holiday. Um, I may be running like trivia competitions. I may be running the socials. I may be working in the kitchen. You know, not every day is going to be the same which I like. I'm going to be meeting new people of all different ages, of all different walks of life with new experiences, new kinds of, you know, um, goals, new kinds of interventions and things like that. And that is kind of what has made my job so interesting. And that is kind of why I decided to go into this field. Um, I decided to go into therapeutic recreation and human services because, you know, people just interest me so much. And everybody just comes from such a different background. And, you know, I'm very close with my grandparents. And, you know, all the stuff that I would do with my grandparents... And, you know, when I see them, you know, playing on their computer or reading or watching TV or just being so active at such a young age and then being able to age and continue doing those activities just kind of inspired me to, you know, tell other people to keep doing that. Um, I'm currently, you know, working at the senior center Um and that is kind of like the field of gerontology. Um, but I would love to, you know, experience working with children um, at the recreation center. Um, or, you know, experiencing, you know, working with people with disabilities. Or, you know, just working in a different kind of setting just to get more experience. Um, but I am so young and this is just such a cool opportunity to work with you know, older, older people that have experienced so much more than I have and just being able to, you know, make goals, do this intervention, create these groups, you know, do all the stuff that I, you know, wouldn't necessarily have the chance to do if I didn't complete, you know, all my classes and my degree so early and know what I want to do so early um, and I just think this is like the coolest thing that I could possibly do. Um, and I know it sounds easy, you know, with like being like, oh, I just run arts and crafts and I just make newsletters and I just do, you know, whatever. Um, but it's not just all like gluing and cutting and scrolling through Pinterest. It's really coming up with beneficial um, activities that work for every single person that's in the group and even though you can make adaptations and modifications there's that fine line between you know kindergarten activities and adult activities 
And that is something that, you know, I've had to learn as I um, have started working. And I've been with the senior center for over a year now. And it's definitely been difficult, you know, working um, and coming up with, you know, activities. I've had days where I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to do because I'm running out of activities. I'm running out of ideas, I'm running out of activities, I'm going to bore these people, and I'm going to repeat, and I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore, um, but, you know, I've definitely had to challenge myself, come up with new things, switch it around, and, you know, it's all working out, and the more experience I get, the better I'm becoming at my job. And the more that I think I'm impacting the lives of just so many that walk through the senior center doors, um, which I think is the coolest thing ever. Um, so I think that's really all I have to say. Um, my voice is really starting to hurt because it's really late. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, this is something I really wanted to talk about for a really long time. Um, and it's something I'm obviously really passionate about because it's something I do for a living and I can totally see myself doing this for like the rest of my life. I don't see myself changing careers. Um, I can only see myself like changing my age group. Um, but I don't really see myself doing that. Um, if anybody has any questions about kind of what I do, you can always put them in like the comment section of like the podcast Instagram um the podcast Instagram um is up and running um obviously so you can always do that um I don't know I just like totally had a brain fart for a second um yeah you can always put them there and I would love to answer them I just love talking about what I do clearly because if I can talk for like 38 minutes about it um I obviously love it um but yeah I hope everybody has a um great night day um weekend and I will talk to you guys in the next episode bye